Welcome to the Rock On Podcast with me, Danny Coleman. Let's jump into it. Hello, John Dinacola. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm good. How about you? I am fantastic. It is a pleasure to speak with you because you've got some really big stuff going on now, right? You've got a, a new album out called The Why. Uh, or is it called This Is The Why? What? What? You tell us. Tell the listeners what you have going on. I, actually, it's The Why Because. Okay. And, and it's, uh, it's a record that, um, well, are, are you asking about the title or just the record in general? The record in general, because then we'll, we'll get into a little bit of your background as soon as you okay. tell us uh, about the record. Yeah. Well, it, the record came about um, because I, I started, I guess the first song that's on the record you're the only one. Uh, it's another song I, I wrote with Frankie Previtt, um, who I wrote songs for Dirty Dancing with. And uh, it had been in a movie in uh, Avenging Angelo, Sylvester uh, Stallone, a guy named Steve Holy sang it. And uh, it was never released as a single or anything, or it was never put out to, to the world. It was just in the film. And I always thought it was a really good song, and I, I started to demo it the way I heard it in my head, um, or if, if we could get someone else to cover it, and uh, it came to the point where, well, who am I going to get to sing this song, you know, try and put it across the way I hear it. I did it myself, and uh, people responded really well to it, so that sort of started the ball rolling, and I, I continued to look for songs that I might that I had written that I thought would fit into a record that John Ginocola might make after all these years of being a a songwriter. Um, and so basically getting into other artists' heads and, and what the, this one wanted to sing and what that was. I finally settled in on uh, what I would want to sing, and uh, I didn't necessarily consider myself a singer until uh, <laughs> So that's how it came about. Uh, starting with that song and, and putting a vocal on it and getting a positive result, you know, people listened to it and said, hey, I really like that. So I just started thinking up the song. Okay. Now, if you're just tuning in, I am on the phone with John DiNicola, who is one of the co-writers of uh, two songs that you may have heard of. The other, of course, if you're familiar with this program, we all know about our buddy Frankie Previtt, but John co-wrote I've Had the Time of My Life and Hungry Eyes from Dirty Dancing with Frankie. Uh, and now you've created, after... <laughs> I don't want to say all these years because I don't want to make you sound like some relic, but after all these years, you've created your own album. So, and you, uh, and you've been kind of, you've been, so you were signed to Motown at one point, correct? Yeah. I, I was in a band called Flight that was signed to Motown. Um, we were like a death band. Um, funny enough, uh, Erica Badu uh, sampled one of our songs years later for her hit uh, back in the day. 
example of one of our flights. Uh, but the, the record was on Motown. Uh, Lester Young's brother, Lee Young, produced it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the record. Yeah. Okay. So with this album, now, is it out or when is it going to come? It's out already, correct? It's out already. In fact, uh, my version of Hungry Eyes is number 25 this week on Billboard's uh, adult contemporary chart. Oh, no kidding. I was going to get to that because you you have redone your version, as you call it, of Hungry Eyes. And you've also stripped down I've Had the Time of My Life. Uh, how? What did you do to both that have made them different from the versions that we all know so well from, from the film in 1987? Right. Well, as you might expect, you know, uh, how do you do? Uh, I'll call all of my iconic songs because they've been around and a lot of people seem to know them, particularly And I was thinking, um, the first one, Hungry Eyes, I was thinking, well, how can I do this in a way that separates it, makes, makes it new again or, or interesting again? And um, my son, who is a filmmaker, but he's also a drummer and pre-tuned to modern music, he said, you know, a, a lot of modern rock bands, uh, in a way, uh, kind of cite and, and cite sort of 80 power pop as a, a, a synth pop, a 80s synth pop as an inspiration uh, or um, kind of their modern take, uh, say somebody like Kane and Paula, like they use the same keyboard I used to write Hungry Eyes uh, a lot, Rolling uh, 2016, I wrote Hungry Eyes back in the 80s on that keyboard, but it's still a keyboard that's used by a lot of, kind of a coveted keyboard. Um, and so, uh, so my son said, you should just approach it like a modern indie rock band doing an 80s pop song, which was a great suggestion. In fact, he plays drums and, um, uh, on the track. Uh, and it's, um, you know, I, I, think, I think we succeeded in taking it in a new direction. I, I kind of play with the melody a little bit before it changes. And uh, I think a lot of falsetto. So it's, it's a sort of a different take. And, Fantastic. Good for you. Uh, you know, when you when you wrote that, well, on the album itself, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but on the album itself, did you play all of the instruments, uh, you know, except for the track you were just speaking about, the drum track? I played um, on just about every song. I played 89%, 90%. I, I uh, always had a drummer, although one song I did one song. Always had a drummer, but in a, just about every song I would ask a certain guest to come on. Um, I mean, I'm a bass player, but I, uh, on a song I wrote with 
John Waite and Keith Reed Anthony Fison being writer of Whiter Shade of Pale. On that song, I asked um, Mickey Madden to play bass on. Um, Mickey, I worked with because I, I produced their first record, uh, Catarist Flowers, which went on to become Room 5. So I've been in touch with Mickey through the years. You know, so certain songs I'll have you know, one guy play on uh, for the academic. But Mickey uh, plays bass, and uh, actually Don Waite sang a little background on, on our song. And um, so for the most part, yeah, I'm playing keyboard, bass, guitar. I, I, I play sitar. I play uh, uh, marimba. I play organ. I play whirlwind. Uh, just about everything uh, on, on most of the songs. Okay. Well, great. Uh, that, that definitely reduces the payroll, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's, um, I we have I have a studio up here in upstate New York and in a barn, and um, you know, I'm just able to just go in there and uh, call it a man cave and just you know plug in a guitar, plug the organ in, put a mic in front of the whirlwinder, and just have at it. So, so. Which is the way you wrote it. Uh, right. that's, that was always an issue that I had with with record labels and their A and R departments. They liked you enough to sign you based on what they saw from you, either in an audition or by sending somebody out to a local club and and watching you. Uh, and then when you become part of their family, when you sign the contract. Yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. This is going to be how you're going to do it from now on. And we're going to change this. We're going to change that. So it's like, ah. <laughs> so, it happens a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. And well, and so it's good that you, you're putting your spin on these things. Now, with Hungry Eyes, you have a YouTube video. Um And in the video, you ask friends and family, fellow musicians, and frontline workers uh, to send a video with a face mask on. What brought that up? Just to, to, was that to highlight the eyes and and how the, they're supposedly the window to the soul, or was there another method of thinking? No, that's exactly it. It's actually my wife's idea, and uh, trying to come up with a way to do a video, you know, particularly in the uh, pandemic era here, so there's not a lot of inter interplay we can do, and, uh, you know, her suggestion was, you know, to do just that. Like get, uh, I asked friends, family, and healthcare workers, whoever, to just turn their phone sideways and film themselves for five seconds, send it in, and um, it, it turned out great. It, it, there's so much that's conveyed when you take away the nose and the mouth, and you can see a smile from someone's eyes. And as you'll see in the video, you know, a lot of um, emotion, connection, and feelings are, are expressed that way. So it, it's a way that um, I've had people 
seen the video, so this is just the, just the sort of positiveness I've needed today. Just, uh, you know, you just in our quest, particularly now, for uh, some connection with each other. Um, a lot, a lot is said through the eye. That it is. And uh, the eyes are the only way we can find and, and read your websites and, or social media. So how do we find you, John DiNicola? What's the best way to, to pick up the new album, The Why Because, and uh, or get in touch with you? Um, I guess probably, I mean, get it through Amazon normal channels, but uh, if you go to OMAD Records, O-M-A-D Records.com, uh, that's probably the quickest and easiest way, um, and, and so there's, get, get me through that also, but you can also go to JohnDinicola.com, find the same link, my webpage, and then OMAD Records, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, the usual, uh, you can go to Spotify, you'll get there, just dial in the Why Because, John Colin will come up there, Pandora, and the usual. But if, if you want to purchase a CD or an LP, probably the best is OMADRecords.com. Okay. And, and how do we spell OMAD? O M, that's very A D. Ordinary Madness, that's where it comes from. But it's uh, O M. Okay. And uh, there is a, there is, like you said, there is a cast of characters on this, this disc, uh, John Waite, Peter Lewis, uh, Peter Lewis's daughter, Arwen, Mickey Madden from Maroon 5, Glenn Burtnick, Jersey Shore guy from Styx, uh, Zonder Kennedy, Brian Delaney, Cassidy Ladden, uh, you've got all kinds of, 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 of guests, uh, and it's a mix of some some remakes and uh, some original material, which is always always dear to my heart. I love the, the new original material. Um, so actually, nine originals, two covers. Nine, perfect. So so what are you going to in this in this COVID nineteen climate? Uh, you know, music is just starting to creep back into our daily lives now with outdoor events that are socially appropriate distance and so on and so forth. So how do you promote an album that's your debut album when you can't go out and play it? Yeah. Well, we did a couple of gigs before this all kicked in um, in your city. Um, but you're right, it's not easy um, for the um, younger Generation, we're, we're actively um, doing um, the Spotify, the um, Pandora, and Apple Music. And so, you know, it's a different way of promoting yourself. But um, not only is it the only way right now, but for a certain generation, all they do anyway. So, um, People, I, I, you know, if I have my own record label, all that, and it, it's interesting how each record, depending on on the artist, you know, what I need to sell, what I need to make, you know, certain artists, they're going to 
then people are going to buy the other artists it's just Spotify um, and some artists will buy LP um, in fact the LPs are a little bit of an overlap between the generation but um, you know it's um, that's the only game in town at the moment so go to the you know, that's one of the reasons why we did the video, too. It's also another promotional tool, tool to get the song out there. Oh, yeah. and, uh, we, and we did a you know, we did a radio campaign uh, doing uh, a nice description of that. Oh, most like you're doing now. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, you have to take every avenue that is available to you. So I just have one more question before I let you go. Uh, what's next now that you've finally done this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're still working on, like I said, promoting and pushing this forward. But um, I, in fact, I just came in from the, the barn. Uh, I'm working on some, on some new songs uh, as we speak. So, you know, that, that's what I have the most fun doing. So, uh, you know, writing new tunes basically for another release. Great. Okay. I guess it's, uh, you know, when you're in, in, I'm a musician myself, so when, when you're a musician, you're kind of like a shark. You got to swim and eat, and when you stop swimming and eating, you die. So to the end of time, I guess we will always be writing tunes and, and playing or practicing or even noodling, whatever it is we do to keep music flowing through our veins. True. There you go. All right, John. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us today here on Rock On Radio. And once again, that website is? OMAD Records. O-M-A-D Records.com. Beautiful. And Dinacola is D E N I C O L A. John Dinacola. Right. No, right. The Why Because. There you go. The Why Because is the record. Uh, yeah. the, the single, the re release of Hungry Eyes is moving up the Billboard charts. Thank you, John. Have a good uh, uh, good run with it. Best of luck and uh, stay in touch with us, will you? Okay. Thanks so much for having me. There you go. Rock on. Thanks for listening. We've got new episodes each week. You can hear the Rock On podcast live as Rock On Radio via the links at Danny Coleman's RockOnRadio.com. Rock On!